Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This is a podcast dedicated to providing meaningful support to find great careers faster. Whether you're working or not. We are coming to you from the city of Portland. That is the city of roses. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're talking about finding networking groups for job seekers, specifically those groups where job seekers congregate to help each other, support each other in finding opportunities and really also providing maybe a little moral support. Right. People think of support groups as being something uh, designed only for mental health. Uh, You can make the claim that this helps the mental health of those who are looking for work, especially when you are looking for work for a long period of time. Right now we're in what is considered a tight job market, but that doesn't mean that everybody gets a job right away, especially the higher the position, the longer you've been in a, a career it may not be quite as quick for you. We want to encourage everyone to look for job seekers groups that will support one another, both with networking as well as ideas on how to be resilient. Now, it's interesting when you're in a job for a long time, you haven't had a need to network and finding these groups is kind of a low stakes way for you to get started. And the idea of networking would be hey, I haven't done this before. Can I practice with somebody where the stakes are low? Um, These groups are very attractive to me, primarily because I like to contribute to them. And I know you do too, Scott. We we do that currently through a, a group called the Breakfast Club. And I found that the more that I do it, the more situations I see, the more helpful I can be right. to, to people. Right. We pick up the, the, the nuances that happen in between. Uh, everyone tells, and I, I heard this quote a while ago, everybody tells the same story, just different versions of it. And so as we see the different versions, we're able to synthesize some new ideas. And often we are brainstorming in these conversations. But that's the point of a support group. You're not. It's not a good idea to walk into one thinking, I have all the answers, or by the same token, I have none of the answers. We often have the answers somewhere in our heads. We just need to open up the right doors or create the right connections in our minds to actually come across, oh, I haven't tried that, or I haven't done that in a long time. You, you're you really restarting the process. As you say, if you've been in your job for a long time and you haven't been networking, one of the things that I learned uh, during one period of unemployment that lasted three years for me, that was really tough. At the same time, I was told that I had all the answers within me. And so in working through those, I actually found the way to be resilient while I was unemployed. And that's what these groups are for. And it made you a better person on the other side, really. I think so. You you came out uh, resilient not only in that situation, but in life. Right. In different things. Well, and and the, and the, the biggest lesson I learned from that is never stop networking. Never. We talk about networking within our organizations. That is vital to to creating that practice, not having those muscles get weak or atrophied. You want to practice. You want to work out your networking muscles. The advantage that that gives you is nobody stays in a job forever. Eventually, they'll move on to something else. They may retire. They may move to another company. But your network, as long as you're working it, will continue to expand if you keep practicing. So if you find yourself without a job, you will already have a network that you can go back to. So these groups 
there's lots of them here actually in our area. Portland, Oregon is actually pretty flush with groups and we're involved in the community so we know where they are, but it may not be easy for somebody that's out in the community trying to find a job, Scott, to, to actually identify these groups. Right. And so we're going to give you, the listener, some ideas of places on where you can find a job seekers groups. And we really recommend that you visit many of them to find the ones that work best for you. Right. Every single one of these groups is going to have a different style, a different twist, a different offering. And we don't expect everyone to fit in every group. Uh, we all have different styles. We all have different priorities. So here's our opportunity then to approach this as a fact on a fact-finding mission where I'm going to go to all of the groups that I can find and see which one is actually going to benefit me the most and if that's just to make me feel the best that's okay because eventually you'll see where it leads you and if it isn't leading you in the direction you want there are there's another one that you can join or it's an opportunity for you to actually make a difference in that group if it's not um, to the level or standard that you want it sure. to be. And I think that's something that you did when you came to Breakfast Club is, hey, there was an opportunity for you to contribute sure. and you wanted to take a group in the way that... These groups really take on the um, the personality of the, the folks that are moderating it. Sure. The first place and the first location that you can look for these groups is something called Job Club. Now, this is something that goes way back. And there's actually, I think, a book. I think it's out of print. But there was a philosophy about job club where it was set up like a, a sales organization. Right. And you would show up to job club at 8 o'clock. And from 8 o'clock to noon, you would be setting up meetings. And from noon to 5 o'clock, you would be out meeting people. Right. And it was the, uh, the premise was making a job out of looking for a job. Uh, we've seen other groups take that to be a little less structured. It, but it, as you say, it's not a new idea. It's something that works for a lot of people. Whether there is one in your area uh, will depend on the, the, the kind of marketplace that you live in. But uh, I would start out by doing a simple internet search, a Google search for Job Club to see what comes up in your area. Yeah, and you what you might find is people call it Job Club, but it's not really Job Club. It's, right. it, it's uh, they're using the name to name their club, not actually following the same principles. Absolutely. But, but then you can also bring that to those Job Clubs in your uh, search, in the way you conduct your time. So if you find the, the, the book, uh, if it is out of print, I'm sure that you'll be able to find resources online. Yeah. They actually have a snippet of the concept inside of What Colors Your Parachute? There's actually a whole chapter on effective job search Excellent. that I think is actually really good. And so we'll leave a copy of that resource in the show notes. Uh, the next area I suggest people go, at least in Portland, is WorkSource. Now, that is a division of the Department of Labor that's actually um, administered by the state of Oregon. Right. Uh, so in your state, it might be called something different. Right. But in California, for example, it's the Economic Development Department. Or Employment Development Department, sorry. it's Everybody calls it EDD. But they contract with private entities to actually do the, the job-seeking help. I was involved with that many years ago when I got laid off from a job when I was working in L.A. Uh, it was a really good resource. They do a lot of things to help you build your skills in looking for work. Uh, if you don't have a computer at home, they will make computers available to you. They have different... 
workshops that you can attend and all of that is free of charge. It's paid by tax money. So it's trying to get people back into the workforce, giving them skills to find those jobs for which they are actually qualified. The leaders that sometimes facilitate those programs also have a job seekers group or a networking uh, meetup that right. they also moderate. I know here in, in Hillsboro, which is a suburb of Portland, uh, they have one on Mondays and Fridays and it's geared around high tech. So there's a high tech networking group that's uh, facilitated by a resource out of WorkSource. Right. And you'll find the contact information for your local labor, labor office. I would give them a call and ask to speak with someone who knows about these resources that can help get you started in your search. Mm. I, if you are unemployed and you don't know about this resource that's, that, that's offered through your state, I think that's probably your top priority is to contact them and, and make yourself available to their resources. They're, you don't have to pay anything for it, and they're usually up to date. Occasionally, they will have restrictions if you're not on unemployment or employment compensation, or you know they designate people when right. you go in there. So there are certain services that, that may not be available. So I think Scott is right. It's a, it's a good idea to actually call them and see what resources are yes. available to you so that you don't end up spending half a day finding the local office, waiting in line and taking a number and right. And, and that's a good point. Every state has different rules. In, in my experience, they would take anybody in that office. Uh, it wasn't like unemployment benefits where the qualifications are pretty strict. Uh, this was, if you don't have work, we will help you find it. But that was the office that I worked in in Long Beach, California. I know that different states work a little differently, and the um, the offices here generally will help you navigate that. Well, and if, if you aren't eligible, they typically have a list of resources or, or can point you in the right Precisely. direction. So. Precisely. The next location is community colleges, and a lot of these labor department programs could potentially be delivered through a community college. Right. But it's also an additional resource that you might consider to find some of these groups. Right. Some uh, states offer vocational training at no cost or at a nominal cost. These are also really good ways to meet people. When you find them at the community college level, you're opening up even more doors to your networking. When you go there and you're talking to people who are involved in either administering these workshops or somehow connected tangentially, if you can get into conversation with them, you're going to open your network even further. So it's a really good way to meet people, but you also can attend these meetings that have a theme or purpose or some commonality so that you're not talking to a, just a complete stranger. You may be talking to somebody you don't know, but with a similar skill set or similar expertise or similar experience. So you have something in common that really facilitates the conversation. Well, and again, you may want to place a phone call to the community college information desk sure. or what have you. Go to their website, do a search on on an event calendar or, or see what sort of groups might be available that are meeting there. Right. Uh, and, and then I, there's also the large colleges and universities. Their alumni groups almost always have some kind of job helper, uh, whatever that's called at, at the different um, uh, universities. Uh, but they, they want to help their graduates 
to move on in their careers. That's the point of getting the college education, right? If you are a, a, a college graduate, your alumni association is a great place to start. And you don't have to be in the same community where your university is. Uh, for example, I went to a university uh, in a different state, but they can put me in touch with other alumni here in the Portland area. Well, that, so it just occurred to me that uh, libraries might be another resource because they are uh, a public uh, place where groups can meet. So not uncommon if you went to the local library, um, the community library, you might find a list of events and lo and behold, one of the events that uh, that particular room is blocked off for is some kind of career search group. Right, great point. Um, professional associations are another avenue that you can take. If you are a member of an association, you probably are already aware of job postings that they have there. But if you are in a professional uh, line of business that has an associate, association connected to it or that is made up of people within your industry, that's a really good resource. Now, they will have membership dues but some of them offer scholarships. So if you are not employed, but you do have the expertise, you can actually get around that by uh, being allowed to attend their job seekers groups and then hopefully finding the job you would become the member. Uh, the other thing I would consider since I am one is local career coaches is uh, sometimes they'll be privy to different groups that are available and where they meet. And it's not uncommon that I give somebody just a list of local resources so that they can take advantage of them. It's also not uncommon that a career coach might actually be leading one of these job seekers groups. As you uh, do. As I do <laughs> uh, with the breakfast club. Although, you know, it really just depends on your what you're looking to get out of it. I do it as a community service because it was something that really helped me. Right. There's usually a cost involved in, with most coaches, but I it's been my experience that reaching out to them and having a, a first conversation, sort of an introductory session, they often will waive a fee for that to at least get people on the right track. If they feel that they can help you with your search and you have the resources to pay that, I highly recommend it because now you have one-on-one -on -one help where they can help you figure out where your gaps are in whether that's in your networking or in your job search specifically, whether it's a resume that you need to tweak, whether it's the way you put your cover letter together. Job coaches are incredibly helpful if you have the resources to pay for them. Now there's also outplacement companies, companies that actually are helping people transition from uh, employment to being laid off to actually finding employment again. And so the outplacement companies a lot of times will have not only a list of or access to some kind of resources, but they may also hold those kind of networking events inside their, their company offices. Right. Yes, I've participated in those. They're very helpful, if only to help me expand my network. Now, I've it's been kind of hit and miss on some of them, and I've, I've gone to a, a number of them, different, different brands, if you will. Not every single event is going to give you a silver bullet. Mm. Not every single networking opportunity is going to help you make that next 
contact. But again, it's going to help you connect with the other people looking and to help you in that sense of support. So I still, even if you don't meet somebody that's taking you to the next level, and every time you go, it's still worth going. The next thing to consider is headhunters or recruiting firms. I run across recruiting firms all the time that are having these networking things to find candidates. Right. And so it's an opportunity for them to host something, do a community service, and, and find some candidates. Right. Uh, and the temporary job placement companies as well, they, they can be really instrumental. One, if you really need a job now, it won't be a real high pay most of the time, but you will be working. And when you can show that you're working for this temporary agency uh, for the period of time when you're still looking for that dream job, you will fill the unemployment gap. So in your resume, you won't have a gap. You'll show that you are working for the temporary agency. When it comes to recruiting firms or headhunters, they also will be that they have a vested interest if they they, they're working with you, they have an interest in placing you. So it's not just a grind. They, they can be really instrumental. One thing that I learned working with some headhunting uh, organizations is that they are going to create a different version of your resume. Nearly every company gives you a different view. They want something slightly different. And one of the recruiters that I talked to, been a, a a little more than a year ago made the best gave me the best advice I'd heard and that is keep using the resume that gets you calls if there's one that you got some responses for and another one that you didn't use the one that got you the responses it's always good to get that kind of firsthand input from a valued source like sure. a, a headhunter i also think it's important to maybe look at church groups uh, faith-based organizations that have some kind of ministry out there that, you know, even though you may not be into that kind of thing, they're still valuable. And I, what comes to mind for me is uh, Lake Grove Presbyterian and what yes. they do here in Portland, that they have a whole program set up. They assign you a mentor. They have curriculum. They meet every week. I mean, it's a real deal right. program. And it's not faith-based in the sense that they're going to try to convert you. That's what really turned turned me around with them. Because, of course, uh, I made the assumption that they were going to try to bring me into their church fold yeah. and not just help me Trying find a job. Arm, yeah. Right. And that's not the case with this group. There may be some that do. And if that's not your thing, if you're not part of that community, that's okay. Find one that does it differently. But the point is... Your faith-based organizations are a community. And if there is an opportunity for you, especially if you have an affinity with that group, you are going to open up more doors to the networking that is going to get you eventually talking to the right people. So how do we find these things? We've talked around a lot of different resources and hey, just do a, a Google search or a couple of the sites that I would highly recommend. Uh, the first one being Eventbrite. And that's where we advertise the Breakfast Club primarily because it's free and we don't charge right. for it. So for us to have a paid service doesn't make sense. So I think there's gonna be a lot more, I'm just making an assumption, posted on Eventbrite. And you can go to eventbrite.com and just do a simple search in your area. And maybe we would recommend some uh, keywords to search for. Sure, just to clarify, Eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E, I'm surprised at how well used that site has become. It used to be just for uh, special events and trying to get people to buy tickets to it. And 
over the past few years that they've been around, they really have taken off and branched out into things other than specific events like concerts and, and small theater ticket sales, the like. They're really becoming very popular. So I agree, I would start there. The other place I would go is Meetup. Uh, Meetup.com is well known within the job seekers general community. I will say that different cities have different levels of participation. Some cities, for example, where I was in Southern California years ago, Meetup was not really big on the job finders arena. They were more about the social networking. Uh, you could find a few in some key areas, but here in Portland, there are a lot of networking opportunities listed there. And I know there are in other cities as well. So when you go to those sites, type in keywords like job club or professional networking for career seekers, whatever you want to do, just use those keyword strings and and see what you can find in your local community. Right, networking is uh, an important word to include. Obviously job would be uh, something you wanna put in there too. Be sure to put your greater metropolitan area name in there so you're reaching beyond. If you live in a small town, you mentioned Hillsboro, that's where I live. Uh, it's a relatively small town, but if I put Portland, it will include Hillsboro. So just bear that in mind when you're doing your search. Uh, it occurred to me another resource might be a local newspaper and a lot of those have gone online but they're still publishing an event for a certain thing so they might run a story about a job seekers group or and they still have classifieds yeah and i know that sounds <laughs> archaic but they still have them yeah. and it's it's great because now you're not looking at a, a national database and whatever they give you you're looking for things that are really local uh, the other thing would be the business newspapers like uh, for us it business would be yeah, the business journal sure. which i think is a, a national by large cities uh, the other one would be Oregon business. So I'm right. sure there's a business magazine or, or publication in your geography. And call your chamber of commerce. They'll know. They'll have resources available as well. Um, there are other ideas. So what we'd like to do at this point is to have you go to jobseekersradio.com and give us feedback on some of the tips that you would provide others in looking for networking groups. We're open to uh, answer questions or to forward new ideas. Uh, we don't have all the ideas here, mm -hmm. so please let us know what works for you. Go to jobseekersradio.com forward slash 033. That'll bring you to the show notes for this episode. There's a spot at the bottom where you can leave a comment or uh, you can go up to the upper right-hand side of the webpage and there's a contact us button there where you can add, you know, send us a, a personalized message yeah. if we'd, you need additional support. We'd love to hear from you. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Your investment of time and attention is greatly appreciated. So head on over to iTunes and subscribe to get future, future episodes. And while you're there, please, if you will, give us a review, rate this uh, podcast, and let us know what you think. Your feedback is really important to us. And I would like to thank you, the listener, for actually getting us to the point where we're, our reviews are actually now showing on iTunes. That's So fantastic. thank you. Your contributions are, are greatly appreciated to helping us get to uh, this point in our journey. Until next time. All right. This is Scott. And I'm Andrew. Thanks so much.